0: The Reaper is a truth that you should take to your deathbed
1: Listen, laugh, and learn what happens
0: When the only option you have left is to pick truth Welcome back to another episode of Pick Truth I'm your host, Dr. Vicky Harris I'm here with my co-host
1: Lamont Hardy Jr. And I'm
0: here to bring the heat It's been another week uh, Just excited to wake up and see another day uh, how, uh, How's your week been, Lamont?
1: Uh, it's been pretty good. I actually um, took last Friday off to go on a uh, summer school field trip with my children up to a not far, not too far away theme park. I had never been there before. It was uh, pretty interesting. I uh, had a really good time with them and um, I might do it again this upcoming week. Just, you know, my kids were excited and I was more excited to be there with them. So it was a really good time.
0: <laughs> so beautiful that's a lovely thing the the camp we are at this year doesn't do field trips which i'm not not mm-hmm. upset about but they do have like swimming and every other every other day at this point but and we get to pick the days they go so that has been amazing um uh, at first it was every single day and then we went down to three because they wanted to stay home a couple of days um, and so they proved that they could without harassing their mama. So uh, I, I appreciate it, but there's been no field trips and, but it, it's, it's all good though. Uh, my week. Oh, Lord. I will say that I, I told my husband this today. I absolutely told him today that they, I feel like my life is a bit of a dream. So I'm watching the boys make their lunch for camp tomorrow and, you know, they're grabbing grapes and they're doing their their thing, right? And at the same mm-hmm. time, watching their tablets, it's it's unsanitary if you ask me. But, hey, wash your hands, make your lunch, stop touching your tablet. Like, that's all we ask. But I was sitting, uh, and my husband is making this chicken. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, it's called marry me chicken. Like, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But, and I'm leaning up against the okay. sink and I'm seeing everything. And I'm like, it's like a dream. Like I I really enjoy what I do. It's hard and it's challenging and not very many things are difficult and challenging for me. Period. Like I I figure it out cuz none of us knew how to walk and I just somebody learned it, I can learn it. That's really how I how I move sure. forward. But it's just beautiful to the, like my family, you know, everybody's in a good space right now and we have like we can breathe and we uh um like everything is great and I'm I'm happy in the moment and my husband was like you don't have to wake up you know enjoy it like no I am enjoying it I'm enjoying it because I feel like it's a dream it's 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 so I I am very blessed I'm very happy and even on my worst days I still have this tribe now sometimes I don't want to be around them they get on my nerves but I have them so it's it's <laughs> So, as exhausted and complaining as I want to be sometimes, I recognize how extremely blessed I am um how how wonderfully mm. blessed we are and I'm very happy, but more importantly, so my husband made this chicken. My husband's the chicken king, mm-hmm. okay, and yesterday he was saying, "I'm gonna make this chicken called better than uh, marry me chicken or something of that nature, and you know. Mm-hmm. I really did not care the title of this. Like, I, really, honey? Like, you know, I don't feel like I need to be in any of these decision-making processes at the moment. Like, you just tell me what we doing for dinner. <laughs> You're like, what do you want? I, it's his week. We we alternate weeks. So next week, it's my turn to okay. decide what we're having for dinner and make sure it gets cooked. Like, that's, we just, we switch off weeks. So, so I ain't thinking anything of it. I am starving i had I ate some a beautiful, sensible breakfast because since my husband's in charge of cooking this week, we had a hot breakfast. We have no hot breakfasts last week, but this week, <clears throat> two for two like we we <laughs> he's out here making life happen. And so I go upstairs, make the chick. he's cooking this chicken, and I take a bite of it and swoon. It is so good. So like I take it mm. I'm like this is so good. And uh the boys start uh eating it like this is delicious. This chicken is delicious, dad. It it is amazing. It is it it is it is amazing. He uh he said, "Well, the recipe called for salt and pepper on the chicken then you sear it and then you do all the things he was like I ain't doing that like you ain't gonna just put salt and pepper on a chicken and call it seasoned so last night <laughs> last night he brined the chicken then he marinated in his special seasoning he really does like I, I kid you not he could sell his little poultry seasoning mix that he makes he uh, you know he, he marinated in the seasoning overnight uh, after work today, he came home, cooked it up. It's it's like an Alfredo sauce, sun dried tomatoes. Like if I'm making you hungry, it it, it was delicious. I was like, oh, somebody tried to get David sucked like that. Oh, that is. <laughs> oh, we, is that how we making our chicken? Like you just go. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, it, it was. <laughs> Uh,
1: Silly. Amazing!
0: It was amazing. It, it. Shout out to him and his. He's the chicken king up in his crib. So, so yeah, I'm living the best life at the moment.
1: <laughs> you you gonna have to you gonna have to read out that recipe one more time. I'm sure there's pl- plenty of fellas who was like, hold on, let me get this recipe down real
0: quick. It uh what it I, I may have to get it in the show notes. Uh, the name of that that recipe and a link because yeah. It was so good. The kids went back for, all of us went back for seconds, which doesn't always happen. And there isn't enough for tomorrow. So Eddie was like, well, there was some leftover chicken he hadn't cooked because he cooked in a, of course, a cast iron skillet. Cause I mean, he out here throwing. And uh, he was like, sorry, baby. I was going to make that for you for lunch tomorrow, but looks like we got to have it for dinner. it's cool. I could eat that chicken again tomorrow. Okay. I see you. I see what you're trying to do. Is that all you needed? All you got to do is... <laughs> Two days in a row, huh? <laughs> Listen, all you need is some chicken. So if my husband always started doing is eating chicken, y'all know why. Like, come on, dog, We're going to switch it up. I know it's good. But come on. Appreciate you, baby. you all here.
1: This show would sound so weird.
0: <laughs> so, okay.
1: Hey, but up. let's
0: jump right into the show. I got one for us today, and it'll be... It's petty. Uh, I, call, I like to call it petty. But, it, it, but it's a pet peeve. It's a pet peeve of me. So uh, let's let's jump right into it. When right. you ask for my recipes or my signature dishes, I will leave out important things on purpose to make sure no one gets it right. And so, yes, I admit it. I'm doing it on purpose and to make sure no one will exactly be able to recreate it. And double yes, I'm pleased when people later tell me it was similar like mine, but had some magic missing. And instead of making it themselves, ask me to bring it along the next time. I will for sure provide an original recipe for a cake slash dish with whom I've started often years back, but those tiny little adjustments that I've made over trial and error and error over many, many attempts are my secret. For example. Ooh. For example, with my lemon cheesecake, the original says XX amount of cream cheese and XX amount of whipped cream. With my adjustment, you add less from one and more from another. And instead of just white sugar, I use half white and half brown. You, you get the gist. It is not that I will screw completely with people, not with prices of groceries going up, but it is not that I will screw completely with people. Not with prices of groceries going up, uh, that would be too much. But I will make sure that no one will ever be able to get it exactly uh, my way. And if it's my sister in law complaining, that leaves me, that leaves me with an evil. I don't know why I can't read today. And if it's my sister in law complaining. That leaves me with an inner evil grin because she always insists that she's such a godsend angel when it comes to baking slash cooking. Spoiler, she's not. And every time she shows up with some of my signature stuff and the family tells her, nope, mine is way better. She is pissed. And that is the best about family gatherings. And as uh, and as she can't drop it, I will have the plenty more fun to come in the future. Petty and slightly evil. Some childish rival thing with sister-in-law. Hell yes. And I regret nothing. And for you who might wonder, yes, my husband knows about it. And takes his own fun out of uh, re, uh, regarding it for my sister. I don't know what that means, but yes, my husband knows about it and takes his own fun out regarding his sister. But if I if I ever happen to have a child that loves cooking and baking, I will sh- be sure to make sure I'll be gifted with every single one of my recipes when the time is right. So that's that first confession.
1: This confession definitely screams of self preservation. Um. This is a... When you first started telling me, it reminded me of the show Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, For those who don't know, this was a show in the 90s. Uh, Comedian stand-up Ray Romano did a... He had a show about being married with twins and an older daughter. His mother and father lived across the street. His brother was a cop who um, for a while still lived with the parents. And it was always family antics. So it was very similar to a lot of 90s shows with familial antics and things like that. But his mother was um, very much insistent on being the matriarch of the family. And she always gave her daughter-in-law a hard time about how she cooked. So um, just on one episode, she gives her a recipe, but she changes one ingredient. And I can't remember the exact ingredient at this moment, but whatever it was, I think it was she gave her um, instead of something sweet, she gave her something tart and it completely messed up the recipe. So when his uh, so when Ray's wife tried to make the meal, it just did not turn out right. And she gave her the ingredient from her actual cabinet. But what she did was she replaced the label and gave her the wrong thing. So the so she thought she had the right item. But this screams of self-preservation. I would say if I was rating it, I would say it's, uh, this could irritate others. Um, So I would say it's a jalapeno. Uh, In that context, I don't think it's, I don't personally think it's bad, exactly. I understand that for people, you know, you take take pride in something you do, you may want to be able to um, keep that to yourself. And it does create this notion where people look forward to something from you and it may feed a part of who you are as a person to to have that um, attention on them. Um, But I'm sure this could irritate others. Um, There are some people who may feel compelled to be like, why? Why wouldn't you just want to share in this correctly and allow people to have that same joy? But they may not understand that for this person, this may be what they hang their hat on. So, you know, that's my stance on
0: it. I will probably have an unpopular opinion like this annoys me to no end and I, I, I try to understand where does that come from so if if I make uh, one time I made jambalaya cabbage so anyone who's in New Orleans please don't be angry with me that I just said that we know it doesn't exist but it's okay I can call it whatever I want to So I made jambalaya cabbage. Basically, instead of rice, we use cabbage. And somebody's over there turning and like, that's not jambalaya cabbage. Don't how dare you? I get it. I understand. I come in peace. I'll give you the recipe. (laughs) How can I get better Mm. if no one gives you the recipe? Like, it's just one of those things where Mm. why do people hold on to those things? And I don't know why it triggers me. Well, I take that back as I'm thinking and processing, I think it triggers me because I'm very giving like, because I will give you the answer, but you can't do what I do with the answer. Like, even if I gave you the exact same measurements and all the things, you know, you can't do it the way that I do it. So, if the only reason why you have value is because your stuffed bread is the best stuffed bread in the family, you might want to reevaluate re- yourself. You know, like if if mm. the only way that you feel needed is if I'm not telling anybody my secret chili recipe, it's all mine. It's chili. Like, get over yourself. Give up. The, I mean, like, you know, like it's it's and then you swear yours is the best. Everything. I don't know. I don't know why this one actually I'm rating it higher than you. Uh, I'm rating it a jalapeno. Mm. It's a spicy truth and uh, I'm giving you the side eye. I really am. It annoys me like I can't my great aunt grandmama Baba Jean told me this and I Barbara Jean didn't even have the same access. Like, did you? Some of these internet recipes are (laughs) the bomb. You just take them and, just like my husband did with that chicken, like you take the recipe and you make Mm. it right. But I, I I don't know why this annoys the shiznit out of me. It annoys me. Like it it is, I can't do what you do. Like I can't, or the way you do it. Like I'm just asking, what's the recipe? Right. Uh, But it. People want to talk about gatekeeping. Quick gatekeeping recipes, fools. Stop. Let everybody know how you make the pound cake. Let everybody know. Get on my nerves. That shit gets on my nerves. Um, oh, it's my great grandmothers recipe for double eggs. And like you don't even like double eggs. Tell people how you make them. I I'm, I'm just throwing it out there in the streets. Like <laughs> stop stop living that scarcity mentality and share your damn recipes. Mm. Shoot, get on my nerves. Mm. And it it, it, mm. it is like a, people be serious about it Lamont and we live in Yeah, a, heavy. Uh, go ahead, Lamont. No, I'm saying heavy. Yeah, and we live in pseudo south,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: People, people. Yeah, my grandmama said, "Your grandmama had an eighth grade education." Like, why are we taking that advice? And, <laughs> I, okay, so we're not gonna we're not gonna act like we revere everything that our great great grandparents did because they knew better. You know, like, but although we have literally the access to the world at our fingertips, but, you know, when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. I remember being in second grade, Ms. Sherlocking's class. Were you signaling me? Oh, no, 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 no. I was in second grade and I had to do some type of assignment. I don't know exactly what it was, but I had to go over to my grandmama's house and my auntie Teresa lived there and use their encyclopedia to write my report. You couldn't tell me shit. Mm. My grandmama had encyclopedias in her house. You couldn't tell me a thing. Multiple? Yes. If I recall correctly, I felt like it was like a full set of, of encyclopedias and then like, listen, you couldn't tell me nothing. My grandmama and them, had encyclopedias and I remember reading it and writing everything out and you know just you know I, th- I'm a kid like this was a big deal because I got to go to grandma in this house to read encyclopedia like come on I'm I, that's that's top yeah. baller let's fast forward I remember my aunt, uh, so same house <laughs> different turn of events she worked at her job and at their job they had a class Uh, like a career development class, and she built a computer, okay? Built a computer, this is back in the day. Mm. And this is three and a half inch floppy, and it came with some free CDs. And the Encyclopedia Britannica was Mm. on a CD. Mm. And I was freaking amazed. Freaking amazed at this encyclopedia on a disc so you put it in the machine and and then like you can pull it up and it I bet you comparatively it's probably slow as molasses back then but it was fast for me like Mm -hmm. I got to go look this stuff up in paper like like, doing a Dewey Decimal System they don't teach that no more like you don't need the Dewey Decimal System (laughs) Uh, but now literally any and and it's yes you can find anything on the internet but what you can also do is find peer reviewed journals and so peer reviewed journals has a higher standard and so all information is at our fingertips anything that you want to know you can mm. do and it's amazing to kind of see that that transition and and how the heck I got from there from recipes I don't even know my bad I mean, bring it on back
1: <laughs> no you're good listen anybody who's listening to this show knows this is how this works we will get off topic that is part of this this is, that's just what yeah, we do
0: off topic but yep if you would like the recipe for uh actually you know what if you would like the recipe for the marry me chicken <laughs> Or, as my husband may now call it, lucky chicken. <laughs> uh, let us know. We'll put it in our Facebook group. How about that? Uh, and, fellas, so if you want to go get make some chicken, let's go get them chickens. Oh, no. Yeah, I, we'll put that in the Facebook group. And then, uh, for all those people who are still offended that I said uh, jambalaya cabbage listen, it was good. It was, it was, listen, my kids ate it. Yeah. My kids ate it. Mm. I didn't even think they would eat it. Like, deal. I didn't think they would eat it because we made so much of the jambalaya cabbage. And I keep saying that to just get it, get it right in your resident, in your soul. That's what it's called. It's jambalaya cabbage. I didn't think my kids would eat it. So I, I called Lamala, like, hey, uh, we got all this jambalaya cabbage. <laughs> He's like, what is that? Like, some concoction <laughs> shit I done made. Would you like some? I ran it over there because I didn't want it to go bad. Because you know it was a lot. It delicious.
1: Yeah. F- finished it before she left.
0: Yeah, it was delicious. It, it, it was delicious. But so sh- yeah. I will share that recipe if you wanted it. Like you know, know I, I really was. I had to make that up as we were going along. So I I need to make that a few more times so I can adjust for the liquid and da 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 da. Because you don't want too much, but. All right, Lamont, what's your first truth for this evening?
1: All right. So my first truth is titled, I got my son a haircut without his mother's permission. Our boy is six now, and he has never had his haircut, despite the fact that he's been asking for one for over a year now. Hair is nothing but hair to me. So I thought, hell, why not? But his mother will not budge because she's not ready, and cutting his hair is a very sentimental topic for her. I guess I get it even if I don't relate. He's my boy still, and that's just the way I see it. I don't think she's being very fair, though. He's wanted a haircut since before he started kindergarten. But once school was in session, his one for a haircut heightened because the kids at school were teasing him and calling him a girl. He's confided in me many times over the past few months about how he wants a boy haircut, and has tried to get me to do it when it's my week. We're not together and take turns keeping him Monday through Sunday. I I didn't, simply out of respect for his mother, but I have spoken to her about this many times, and her stance won't change. Today, he asked me for the millionth time, and I got tired of saying no. So I took him to get his hair cut, and then we went out to eat. I must have done something right. That boy hasn't stopped smiling, and he looks so damn handsome with his new cut. I don't regret it, but I sure do dread telling his mom, and I know I'm going to be chewed out about it. I feel a bit bad about doing it behind her back. It was time, though.
0: hoo <laughs> Man. I see this in multiple lenses. I would like to give you all, just so you know who I am, my gut check is, I believe fathers have equal rights to their children. hello <gasps> I, right? I, I, I understand. I, I understand why he did what he did. If, if my child repeatedly ask, hair is hair. Like, uh, you want to cut it, cut it. You want drenched, get it dreads. If you want to cut it off again, cut it off again. Hair is hair. I, I believe that about myself. One day we're going to pop up on screen and I'm not going to have any hair. I'm just going to cut off all my hair. Uh, I know I'm doing like, I'm just, it's just a matter of time. Re- legitimately just a matter of time. And it's, it's just going to happen. And then I'll be sad and get locks again. Like that's what's that's been going on for 20, Plus years, it's a sad relationship I have with my hair. No, it's not. I love it. My point being, if the kid wants to cut his hair, cut the kid's hair. Like I, I, I understand as parents, we have control and power over our children, but our children should have body autonomy. They should have a, at, at school age, they should be able to decide if they want their hair long or short. If they want their, you know, what it is that they want, if they want to wear colors that match or don't. Like I hope I can get you to wear matching colors, but I we don't even try over here anymore. Like, listen, you got to live this life, but we're gonna make you clean when you leave the house. When you leave the house, you're clean, and you 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 don't have on dress pants and and then a workout shirt. Like that's all I can ask for. It's that's all we can do. But it it's it's
1: yeah,
0: gosh. But who to me. Ooh, it's, oh, Lamont I'm speechless this one is I would have done the same thing if I was the dude I, it's a it's a bell pepper to me because the happiness of my kid hmm. oh and because you're not giving me a logical rational reason like if you can give me a rational reason like oh he's gonna lose all his power like Samson and Del, you know and Delilah like oh he's gonna wither away <laughs> Right. his Strength lies in his hair. Like now he can't talk, walk. Cool, I got <laughs> you. Yeah, you can't cut your hair, kid, because you need that. Right, right, right. But if, if this is his body autonomy, yeah, that's your life. Right. If this is his 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 life, and this is what he wants, and cut the kid's hair, and if you don't like it, you know what? I'm his mom, or you're. His... I also recognize people are listening here that think dad shouldn't have a say. Because you didn't have a daddy in your life Or you didn't have one that showed up Even though he was there in the house And I will say mm. Fathers have as much equal rights To their children as mothers do And they should be able To make decisions just as much As moms do So although she ultimately is the one Who didn't want to do it And he tried to abide by that When it when it, when the needs of the child Outweighed the logic of the parent, I go with the needs of the child. Um, but women don't have a sole proprietorship over children; their father has a hundred percent equal say. Even if you don't like it, even if you don't like them, I, 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 I'm not gonna go on there. But I give it a mild truth. Other people can look at this as a tie chili, as an I'm judging you. Um, I would have wanted her to be there, but I imagine if you're irrational about hair, I can imagine how irrational you are about every other thing and and again, someone's like, no, it means everything hair is so important. What happens to the children's autonomy when did when does it become important what they mm-hmm. want and if you believe that only your needs are important, you probably shouldn't have had children. You need to go to parenting classes. Mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts?
1: I actually agree with you um, that the child's autonomy here matters. Um, I think there's clear obvious lines that people can draw. Like, all right, if your kid's like, hey, I want to jump off the roof, all right, there's there's lines where we obviously can go, all right, listen. I'm I'm really not entertaining that. I'll explain to you why though. Like, I'm not just going to just go, that's a dumb idea. Like, I'll go, let's not do that. And then let me explain to you why we're not going to do that. Just so you have an understanding. Because kids, I think, especially in in this newer generation, um, are getting more explanation. Um, I remember as a kid, the answer was always because I said so. um, Which doesn't really explain anything. It just is like, oh, because you just get to dictate the rules. Um, And while that may have worked for kids who didn't have access to the Internet, and um, other people beyond our neighborhoods Um, the kids of today have access to a lot of people everywhere Um, so it does kind of help to give them more information because it kind of allows them to have more knowledge about what's happening around them rather than being blind the the thing that got me in this was that the son has been wanting to get his hair cut for over a year Um, if my if my child is wanting to do something that is not detrimental to their health or could not put their life their life at risk i have to regardless of my situation obviously i'm married to my wife as vicky is as well as i've heard her talk about the jaw opening chicken i'm sorry uh married chicken but even in that case we still we still try to communicate about things with the children Um, And we include the children when it involves them uh, because it is their life. Like we are here to be stewards of it, to lead them, give them information and try to direct them. But even when we have to, I guess, for lack of a better term, um, control what is happening, we don't want to do it in a way that comes across like a dictatorship. And just the notion that you Oh, I'm sorry, not the guy, but the mother would be upset that this child wants their haircut. That I have an issue with. Now, if she is upset because she's not there, that's a little different. Like Maybe she wanted to just share in the moment, but the clear answer we're getting from here is that she may not have been um, reciprocal um, to it. Um, she would have had issues and caused issues and probably would have made the kid not want to do it because they wouldn't have wanted to upset their mom, which is to me worse because now you're making this kid feel bad about an action that they're wanting to do to feel better about themselves. Um, And I just think about it as, as you know, uh, with my own son, my own son did not have his haircut until this year. Um, He is grade school level and has had long hair. Um, And he did not, he for years did not want his haircut. Uh, My wife did not want his haircut either. Um, I was cool with it, but um, I give my wife absolute credit on the fact that the moment our son said he wanted his haircut, she jumped right into the action of reaching out to me about a barber. Um, she dire- she directly offered me the opportunity to set it up, um, and I mean we went through we went through with it and He got his haircut, and he he liked it. Um, the second time, the first time he got his haircut, they cut a, they faded it a little too much and he wasn't excited about that. But as far as my, my rating here, I am i gotta agree with you. It's a bell pepper. Um, it's hair. Um, you know, if this kid feels better about their hair, and it's not where they like, you know, did something, you know, dangerous, it's fine. I don't think it's worth, you know, the mom flipping out about
0: it. I have to agree. I, I, I have to agree. But I wonder what other people think like it's it's my kid I say I mean people really do have that that weird yeah. belief that the wants and needs as the mom supersedes all others because they know better um, again but you learn from your mama who barely finished high school but it's okay uh, <laughs> just just Jesse, <laughs> just joking around joking around uh, I'm gonna go into my, my last confession for tonight Let's see. I prioritized our family dog over my friend in need. I'm in my early thirties and live with my wife and have two young daughters in a decent sized apartment. Recently, a friend of mine who's going through a divorce asked if he could stay with us for a while. After discussing it with my wife, we agreed to let him stay. However, there was one issue that came up. My friend mentioned that he has a severe dog allergy. My friend mentioned that he has a severe dog allergy and asked us to get rid of the dog and thoroughly clean the, the apartment before he moved in. We were caught off guard because we don't know. We didn't know about his allergy as we never had any problems when spending time together in our, in other dog free environments. I explained to him that we couldn't put our dog out uh, because because he's an important part of our family. Our dog is getting older, and it would deeply upset our daughters and us if we were to give him away. Unfortunately, this meant we couldn't accommodate our friend's request. Now my friend is spreading negative comments about us within his friend group, accusing us of prioritizing our dog over his health. I've been receiving multiple calls claiming that I am the one at fault for not helping him in his time of need.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm not like an overly, um, into pets person. Um, I I like pets, but it's not something that I feel like I need. Like if I go through the rest of my life without a pet, I'll be fine. But Also, at the same time, I do not dismiss the connection and bond that people have with their pets. Um, I understand that. um, First, let me start with this. When you're coming into someone else's house, you are coming into their domain. There is nothing wrong with them um, providing things to you to make it easier for you or better for you. Um, but if if you feel like you should be able to come in and completely um, direct and change how they live um, to suit you as the person who is in need of them, it's kind of weird. It almost to me comes across like if you were to see someone homeless with a sign that said they were hungry and you brought them food and they were like, well, why would you bring me this? You would be thrown off, right? Like, that, that would that would kind of throw anyone off if you were like, well, wait a minute, you said you were hungry, and they go, oh, there's pickles on here, and they throw the whole burger away. You'd be flabbergasted, aghast. You'd be you'd be mad. Um, I don't. I understand the notion of this person saying that their life would be at risk um, due to allergies and things like that, but at the same time, you also have to take into account if you're going to ask if you're asking a friend to let you stay with them and you are aware that they have pets, because if you're this close, you are aware they had pets already, I would assume, or you should be aware. Um, I, I don't think I could ask someone to remove their, their kids from their house because their kids have um, let's say their kids play an instrument and you'd be like, Hey, I can't listen to pianos, it causes me anxiety. So could you not have the kids play the piano? Now there might be some way for them to be able to try to help alleviate that where maybe I'm not in the house at that time. But just the notion that you would think someone would just remove their pets, that is a part of their actual family. Just cause I mean, I even see that with you all and your pets, they are part of that household. Um, for them to just be completely dismissed uh, for someone else just seems un- just doesn't seem logical to me. Um, so if I'm reading this from the confession of the friend who's not willing to do it, um, I mean, to me, to me, it's a it's a bell pepper. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend like this friend should have to do that. Now, if they are offering and they knew that this friend had an issue with their allergies and you did that, I think that would be wrong. If they were like, yeah, you can come over and you are completely aware that this friend had issues with allergies and it could cause them health risks. That's different. Like you shouldn't have just offered at all. But as far as the friend who's willing to muddy this friend's name because they won't acquiesce to their request. I'm going to say this is a, that that's a jalapeno. Mm. To
0: me. I, I, I respect that. Uh, you said a couple of points that I have to agree with and my brain just stopped working. Don't you hate when that happens? Yes. If this confessor is not in the United States, I wonder if Hmm. there is a different standard people may have had for pets in different parts of the world. Like, you know, Hmm. um, I, I did look at the comments. I think this person was an expat. So um, they okay. from the United States, but they're in a different country. So I could recognize that some people are like, your food, you're keeping your, uh, your dinner over having me in there. I could understand the frustration there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think there's a huge sense of entitlement to think that you should get rid of your dog so like we have two dogs one that's held together with duct tape and i at this point i i don't really know how he's still around i love him dearly he he's like a, he's a dog he's like a cat it's a weird situation it's weird weird he's 17 80 90 whatever uh really i think he's is he 16 now 15 or 16 oh like again, I, I gave him his last rights and he still came back. Like I, I think my husband took him to pet cemetery instead of the vet, and he came back like good as new. <laughs> oh shit. But I had him on his deathbed, like literally. Like I wish I could I got pictures that I done cuddled him up with a with the blanket and like oh it, not even a blanket it was a towel, like oh the dog towel oh he's Pharaoh, you were a good guy. I love you. Love, hey, hey. Love you. And uh he lived. So and I don't want to get rid of him either. Like, I wouldn't. You can't be like, oh, I ain't moving with you, but you need to get rid of Pharaoh. Like, yo, 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 yo. He's been haunting this house for far too long for you to come in here. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: and i'm just
0: saying i wouldn't get rid of my dogs for and then i have a, a, a other dog otis yeah i'll let him go like it like if you was like listen i need a place to stay but otis can't otis anybody come to see you otis um (laughs) <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't get rid of Otis like that. Trust me, we tried like a year ago in the, the meltdown that happened uh, when Otis almost got evicted. It 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 I joke, Otis gets on my nerves, but I miss him when he's in the border. Like, oh, where's Otis? Like, I dropped some food. Who's gonna pick it up? Um, like it's <laughs> I, I wouldn't get rid of my dogs. It is a it's a sense of entitlement to believe that someone should. Um, it's one of those take it or leave it pieces, like, hey, this is you can stay here, but here's here's our accommodations. This is what we can offer. Um, and you know, maybe he can ask you can ask anything you want. Hey, can you get rid of your dog? But be willing to accept that there could be a no. Um, and and like let's let's go back a little step. Am I the only free you the one getting a divorce? Why are you getting a divorce? what happened there like you blaming me let him stay with his wife then how about that let him stay with you don't call me because i won't let my move my dog out and i got two daughters in here man i got every reason to say no at least i say yes but he want to act a fool say no you can say no i'm just saying it is a bell pepper for Mm. me it is one of those things but culturally I wonder. I wonder if there's different cultures because, you know, I'm American. If there's different cultures where that's an insult, like, oh, your mother-in-law needs to come live with you and you say, no. You know, I have a dog. Like, yeah, you say, yeah, but I'm not getting rid of my dog. Maybe that, like, oh, that's an insult. And and, and there's a a sense of expectation within the culture for you to accommodate said request. I mean, that could be Mm. true and which makes this something of a bigger deal um but again for the friend that wouldn't let that wouldn't get rid of his dog wouldn't get rid of again phantom pharaoh like you know i wouldn't get rid of him bell pepper for the friend that has the expectation and going around like how dare he not get rid of my dog his dog so i can come live in his house after i my failed marriage (laughs) say the whole sentence say the whole (laughs) sentence how dare he and then you calling me motherfucker let him come stay with you um Mm. he gets a Thai chili for me you get the I'm judging you Mm. Lamont if I ask to come stay at your house I'm like I don't need you to get rid of uh, Elijah can I okay okay that's not a good example because that's a human if you ask to come to stay to my house again you ask hey listen Pharaoh's gotta go like first of all Pharaoh died six months ago. His ghost can do whatever he- <laughs> Whenever. So yeah, that that's my opinion. Bell pepper for the, the for the guy that said no and a uh, Todd Chili for the guy that going around bad mouthing you for not accommodating his his request.
1: <laughs> I don't know why I keep seeing the dog from uh, nightmare before Christmas every time you say that. <laughs> I keep thinking of zero. I
0: don't know. <laughs> hey, you, I, and listen, guys. I, my husband may listen to this episode and talk bad about me. I love me. So, well, uh, the first half, he'd be like, "Yeah, maybe that chick was good." We're having it next week, but the other part would be like, "Don't be talk about?" My, I love Pharaoh. Pharaoh's. A, I really didn't think he was out of here though. Like, I really, I mean, he was just laid out, splayed out. Then he threw up. I, I thought Pharaoh was not longer up not not long for this world but at this point I think he's gonna he's like a turtle he's uh-huh. gonna outpace us all he's gonna have a whole universe on his back gonna, it's Pharaoh, the, 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 Pharaoh the ghost sorry sorry so alright so what's your last one for us this week Lamont
1: alright um, <clears throat> definitely don't want to have to switch gears like this but <laughs> we're going somewhere very much so okay. different um, my boyfriend's father is trying to coerce me into having an abortion. So I'm confessing this here because I just really need to get it off my chest and I want some feedback. For clarity, I'm not seeking advice on whether I should get an abortion or not. I'm 20 and my boyfriend is 21. We've been dating for two years or so. We've always been careful when it comes to sex. I'm on birth control and we always use condoms. But until maybe six months ago when we decided not to use condoms anymore. It sort of made me nervous at first, but after a few months went by and I didn't get pregnant, I guess I just got comfortable and thought it'd
0: be it fine. It felt good to you. I feel like I. <laughs> it felt good to you. Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry.
1: We need that Tony Tony tone. It feels good part right feels there. Like good. Just a little smidge of it. Right. Um. I feel like I just let my guard down and then got pregnant. I'm 11 weeks and one day pregnant. This wasn't in the plans for either of us right now. We're both in college and he'll graduate next spring. He told his dad, looking for some advice like a normal dad would hopefully give. His dad told him that I should get an abortion. It's totally fair to have that opinion, but he didn't sugarcoat it at all. This basically told him he needed to say or do anything to convince me to get an abortion. My boyfriend has not been saying or doing anything to try to force me to have the abortion, however. I mean, we've talked about getting married and having... The baby. He knows that if I have a baby, I really want to be married. I don't want to be unmarried with the baby. It's just how I feel. And my dead set on having the baby? No. I feel conflicted. I'm scared as hell. His family is well off. My family is just normal, not into fancy things. My parents live in the same house they bought together before they even married. They don't care about the biggest and best. My boyfriend's family is the exact opposite. But my boyfriend is more of a Virginia person than some other people in his family. I'm not with him for his money. His father looks at me as if I'm some sort of trailer trash. My parents worked really hard and saved the sacrifice to send me to good schools. I'm smart, work hard, and feel like I'm a good person overall. I met my boyfriend at those good schools. That's where we first met, but the tuition was like a drop in the bucket for his family, whereas my family had to scrape and do everything they could to get me to this school. Anyway, I say all this just to illustrate what his family is like and to give some backstory about why his dad doesn't like me. I've never done anything wrong, never hurt his son, never asked for money. So anyway, I was at work the other day, and one of my co-workers came to tell me there was some man in the office asking for me. I'm thinking, what man would be here asking for me? Of course, it was my boyfriend's dad. I was shocked. At first, I thought maybe something bad happened to my boyfriend. Why would he come to my job? He said he wanted to talk to me. He doesn't have my number, but knew where I worked. So the talk amounted to essentially him trying to convince me, guilt trip me into having an abortion because otherwise I'll be ruining his son's life because I'm so not up to par for what his son needs. He said, if I don't get an abortion, then he'll make sure I don't marry his son and I'll eventually be a single mother that nobody will want, ruining my own life and dreams. Oh, how kind of him to consider my life and my dreams. He wants to pay for me to get an abortion and to go a few hours away to do it and tell me I can tell my boyfriend that I decided to get an abortion of my own free will. I don't know if I should tell my boyfriend what happened. I hope he'd believe me, but what if he doesn't? I knew his dad didn't really like me, but I never expected him to go this far. Maybe I should just never speak to him again and run far away from this relationship and that family altogether. I know the things his dad said about me stings, but and it left me feeling horrible about myself. I'm seriously scared about what he's going to do or where he'll show up next.
0: Hmm. Very interesting. My first thoughts are ignorance, of course. I was thinking, but what if you are trailer trash? Like, you know, like... And I don't appreciate how she right. expressed. Well, her family had to work for everything. His family likes the the biggest and the best, so they're not genuine, like you know. Because I think she was like, "He's her her boyfriend who knocked you up and has put you in this position is uh, genuine, but his family's not because they like the best things." Like, okay. Hmm. I don't even know what the confession here is. Should you tell your boyfriend? Yeah. I mean, like, if he's gonna believe you, he's going to. If he's not, he's not. Like, yo, your pops ran up on me at huh. Your pops ran up on me and Save a lot with a hanger talking about uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> not the hanger. Like, I need
0: to get rid of the baby. I like I um you definitely tell him. This is not take to your deathbed. Right. This is because you didn't do anything. Like I was just sitting here chilling. We we both made this decision. Um, uh, to right. it, it, we are old enough to know intimacy can lead to children, and and we need to have that conversation. I, do what you're gonna do. Like I, I'm not gonna. You didn't ask for advice about having a baby or not having a baby. Uh, although like you could really talk to the dad. But like, listen, if you decided you're not gonna have the baby, but, like listen, cut me off some of that cake. I'll save your kid's future. I'll cut me off a of cake. Um, and it also could be the father may not be used to no. he could be so wealthy that that is not a a normal uh, it's not it's not something for him that that he accepts very easily because there are people who are so rich out mm. there that there is no. there isn't a no for them. like no one says no. Um, but yeah, I, I really right. don't like the the whole description. My parent, my parents had to work hard to send me here. His, you don't think somebody <laughs> had to work to get that? Like, I don't know. I I I really hate the way we paint those who are that have more liquidity versus the those that have less liquidity. Mm-mm. Um, just like I don't think Mm-mm. people who have extra are inherently bad and disingenuous. I don't think people who have less are lazy and don't work hard. I I, I think that, you know, yeah. I, I I think that people need to be met on their own merits and, and what their parents are, didn't or did have access to doesn't really correlate. At the end of the day, y- y'all had a baby. Y'all don't want a baby. You got to make a decision. And, and if, if your boyfriend was right. willing to tell you that his daddy said to co- coerce you in any way possible why the wouldn't you be able to tell him like oh your daddy came up around the streets and like why didn't you pull out their phone like I would have <laughs> pulled out that phone and like your pops is up here but you know I'm maybe I wouldn't have right.
1: at least hit the phone and put on speaker something
0: I mean? but if the pops really went up right to her job like I don't know where she work at but it's got to be a public place because you can't just walk up and
1: Baskin Robbins
0: are you being serious are be serious? Nah. Dog.
1: I just wanted to say nah.
0: Dog. Because I'll be like, he is that he attacked nah. me with a spatula? Like that is not okay. He got a scoop. Save my son. <laughs> uh probably I probably shouldn't make light of this. That's wild. <laughs> I'm just it's just jokes. Inappropriate jokes. <laughs> I like abhorrent humor. Right. Sorry guys. Irreverent humor. Uh uh bell pepper. it's mild i'm kind of judging you for even having to ask should you tell your boyfriend that's just dumb like yeah you if i'm trying to think who i wouldn't tell like if if my mother-in-law ran up on me at my job and like i worked in a public space because you gotta get past security well not now because now you just gotta walk in my house but before i had jobs where you had to get past security if my mother-in-law came up there talking about you ruining my son's life you you need to have an abortion I'm like yo before she gets back to her car I'm on the phone with my husband like yo what's for dinner tonight let me tell you what happened with your baba <laughs>
1: stupid uh,
0: so yeah I, I'm gonna give it a bell pepper and then the, the, the dad if that is an accurate representation that he came up there uh, I'm gonna give him a a side eye. Like you just you don't run up on people talking chasing people down with hangers. That's ridiculous. This is not nineteen thirty. <laughs> what do you think?
1: So so beyond the hanger part, which was not in there, <laughs> but it's still hilarious because you are so silly. Um yeah. Like, so I'm, I feel, I feel a couple of different ways about it. Like, absolutely. I feel like the father is out of pocket as far as her film, like she needs to question whether she can, she should tell the boyfriend or run away. I find the option of her just running away to be something I'm judging um, just because unless this is a situation where you feel like this man is just not, and I'm talking about the, the, the boyfriend, not his father. If you feel like he is just not going to want to be present, that's that's a different conversation. But if if he's not giving you any indication that he's not that he's going to not be present, you running away is creating an issue or a potential barrier, should I say, for your child that you don't necessarily have to have. Um, I'm not saying that the grandparents will be receptive or not. But at that point, unless this boyfriend of yours has given you any indication or any concerns about his willingness to be an active father, you removing that option from him is the part I'm judging. Fair. Yeah, that that part for me st- stood out. Now, as far as her talking about the boyfriend's father and family wanting the, the biggest and best, I don't think anything's wrong with that. I think we have to understand that there's a lot of nuance to finances with people. Um, it's not as cut and dry as this person has six figures or is a millionaire. And this person has to work and live check by check. There's a lot of nuance there based on um, where they started, how things have happened, where the market is. There's so many different variables there. They go into that, that it's they just trying to label it cut and dry like that. Like her family is, hard workers who just never had it versus this guy whose family has it and they just want to stunt it's like well i mean different shows for different folks it could be that they inherited the money or they could have earned
0: it and when you said that i heard ain't stunting if you get it kid like me ain't stunting if you get i I recognize that i i I, I, and i agree what you said like I, i think they're we, we always are trying to categorize ourselves to this weird elitism. And you're right. It's not about how much money you make. It's how much money you spend. That that it, it, yeah. Bottom yeah. line, there's Please. probably people who make, you know, well over half a million dollars a year that are living paycheck to paycheck because they spend so much. Because uh, they haven't rec- recognized yes. and understood it's not about what you spend. And then it's also different types of rich. So I'm gonna have to give a shout out to, I'm gonna have to, what is the name of that author? I'm gonna have to give a shout out to some, somebody. There is different types of rich. And and for us mere mortals who are not born into wealth, it is, um, we need to pick our rich. And so there's an author, it is called, hold on. I Will Teach You To Be Rich by Remet Sethi. You might have a a, a a Netflix show as well, but I will teach you to be rich. It,
1: yes, he does. Oh, yes. And
0: so I haven't seen the Netflix show, but I've read the book. That's that's yeah. Read, yeah that's me. And one of the things that I appreciated yeah. is that you pick your rich. Like what is what is wealthy look like for you? And and then that mm-hmm. everything else. You, you you buy one ply toilet paper. You buy the cereal that just says cereal. We don't, it's like a, it's a white box with the word cereal. Like you buy that so that you can mm-hmm. spend on those things that you consider luxury. So like, now my, my yeah. stuff is outlandish. Like I, I want to be so rich that I take care of my, my, my siblings, those who I consider my siblings, my parents, all those, mother-in-law, all those things that we're able to just take care of them, like y'all don't have to worry about anything we we here's a condo we own the whole building. this is your unit, you own it it's yours. It's go be great. we take care of each other we don't, I don't have to worry about okay. taking care of anybody. We don't have to have those conversations about sure. who's gonna take care of nana or our, our grantee or whatever it is it is we sure. are wealthy enough to manage that when it comes like that's my idea of being wealthy um mm and going on a trip once a year or twice a year like that's if if everything else should be like oh we're gonna do ramen noodles uh so that we can go to I think there's of course there's levels to this thing like don't be ridiculous it depends on who you are how much you yeah. make but you yeah. pick what rich looks like and for me I don't think I'll ever be I'm shopping on Beverly Hills because I I don't want to spend that much money on a t-shirt um because I've grown up this way yeah. so long, spending $100 on a t shirt feels reckless and pointless. And does it do something? Does it make marry me chicken? If it, if it ain't making marry me chicken,
1: uh, it ain't me.
0: <laughs> guess I'm single. Like I.
1: You know what? Nah, you know what? <laughs> nah, I, you know what? I, that's, that's the interesting part to me is the confession itself is a bell pepper, but I think it opens up a bigger conversation just in that context. And I've seen the show, but I've not got to read the book because I didn't know about the book, but I saw the saw like six or seven episodes of the show and um, just, and what Ramit kept saying is, you know, like you said, you have to define your, your rich life, define your rich life, what that is for you. And I think, in, in, a, in the age we live in now with social media, so many people are trying to live other people's version of a rich life that they never really sit down and define it for themselves. They're always using someone else's template or someone else's story to define a rich life. Um, and, I, and I think that's where a lot of people get caught up in making questionable decisions or always chasing the uh, br'er rabbit, um, so to speak. It's just you know, it's unfortunate because there's there's a lot of beauty in finding comfort in what you define as success and richness and happiness um as as a i'll admit as a person who i've never really i've never really been too big into like large crowds and lots of people one of the things that's worked for me is finding a community um finding a a a friend group that has become more than friends that has bonded in a way that we can go months with just messages and talking and chatting. And then all of a sudden we don't for like a month and a half and we get back to it. Like we never left and being able to have our children be so excited to just be around each other. Um, to be able to have one-off hangouts and it just be the most amazing time, and that to me is rich and it's it's beautiful because it gives my it gives my kids something that they can look forward to, it gives my wife something she can look forward to, and it even takes someone like me who was very much introverted. Um, it gives me an outlet to explore the if any infantile extroversions that I do have in in, in a f- place where I can be comfortable and not feel like I'm being judged for stepping too far out of a place that I'm normally in. I you get, get you. Yeah,
0: I you can be yourself where, however you show up. How you feel like showing up that day. All right. Well, we we went yeah. long today. Mm-hmm. We went long. It was it was long. <laughs> I'm going to get some leftover yeah. chicken and uh but before I do that, uh <laughs> if you like today's show, help us out. Subscribe and send the show to two friends. Um, and then, you know, teach them the, the recipe for, you know, oh sorry. If you have, if you're not done so already, join our Facebook group, Pick Truth, where we're gonna post the recipe to marry Me Chicken and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: Oh yeah, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. Right.
0: Catch you next time
1: later we can't pick truth without
0: you send us your truths at pick at post.com to see if you can bring the heat